and welcome to the No Cell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. And boys, welcome back. Hi. Hi, right. back. How's it going? Nice to see everyone again. You know, uh, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm along with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Yeah. Yep. Chosen one. Mike Google. What's happening, Slap Nuts? It's been a while. Just not slapping. There it is. Um, let's get into it. Last right. week was Blood and Guts. Corey, what did you think of AEW's version of War Games? I think it set the industry back 30 years. Oh, no, that's just people inside WWE. Actually said that. Huh? Some of the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm guessing Bruce probably yep. said it. That it set the industry back 30 years, Joe. It's weird you can make out the words because he had Vince's cock in his mouth. But. And then immediately booked Alexa Bliss's puppet to perform voodoo tricks on Shayna Baszler. But yeah, blood and guts is the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it um, until the end. I think that um, they sure had a winning formula doing WWE's version. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> The guys in the match, except for one, got it completely. Got the tone of it. Got what it was supposed to be. Everybody except for one got it. And the match was fucking awesome. Yeah, there were some botches. It's all right. I don't mind that if they're not super egregious. Sammy Sammy Guevara (laughs) attempted to kill himself the entire match. I checked that's on brand. The FTR, they really shone. You can tell they've been waiting their entire lives to, to have bleed. this match. They wanted to bleed. To have this match. Wardlow and Hager were good. Um, I almost called him LAX. <laughs> Santana and Ortiz were, were, <laughs> Pride am- and powerful. were amazing. They were great in it, too. And then MJF showed up, and he was awesome. And, and then Jericho got in the ring. You're missing one. No, I got everyone. Spears. Oh, you can understand why I forgot Spears. He was fine in it, though. But he was kind of like, I mean, he didn't do anything bad because I forgot he was there. I, I think everybody did. But uh, I mean. Jericho, though, I had a real problem with Jericho in this match. <laughs> From the moment he got in to the very end. I've been trying to to think like, now nah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm slanted or maybe I'm being too hard. But no. It's official. That motherfucker, that was a war games until he got in the ring. And then it became a WWE match. All the goofy shit that uh, that uh, came out of it was all from him, including some embarrassing shit. Like when he went up on top with MJF, a good two minutes before he needed his blade, he reached for it and then just held it between his two fingers and his hand. And MJ puts him in an arm bar. Including tapping out with said blade in that hand so that it's widely visible for everybody. He looks like he was holding a pencil. Yeah. And it just, the tone went from War Games, The Match Beyond to sports sports entertainment WWE schlock. In like one fell swoop. Yeah. Um, There was a spot where like, Sean Spears tries to leave the cage or climb up it, and Jericho brings his head into like the gr- the grid the grid, and it's just like, it's, like I'll, I'll say this: I enjoyed the match. Oh, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it until it. the end. Some of the things took it out of me was the like commercials, like oh, yeah, a but... war game should maybe it's we talked about it off air last week when we were watching the boxing that um. It would have been cooler if War Games were commercial-free. I know a lot of this, like, NXT and AEW has done it before. Of, like, the first hour, though, is commercial-free. It's just Plus, one, it's up to the channel, not, and it's up not to them. Ch- of course. And I, I just wish the channel was like, you know what? This is a big match. Let's give it a, uh, you know, a commercial-free hour. Um, but, you know, but you're right. Like, I saw a lot of people pull for their, the blades way too oh, early. Yeah. Uh, again, and, and that plus the ending where Jericho falls and you can see the crash pad and cardboard painted as fucking grating. All of that stuff can be hidden by a competent camera crew mm-hmm. and a competent producer. Now, I know the producer is Keith Mitchell, 
who was a legend in wrestling producer. Mm-hmm. The only problem is he's been doing it since 1982. Yeah. He was the genius behind world class with the Von Erics. And then he went to WWF forever and then WCW until it was done and then TNA for 10 years. And now he's here. Did he not teach anybody? All right. Cause that's, that's 40 years. And you got to think he was at least 25 to 30 when he got that job. Cause that's definitely shit. You have to go to college for. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 70 mid seventies, probably maybe time to get someone else. It is interesting that of all the stuff that AEW does, right. To, to different differentiate themselves from WWE. Mm-hmm. They have these like, laughable production errors. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like a year and a half in it, like at some point you've got to address this. And if you continue to have the same problems, even if you like the guy, you need somebody else to do it, man. Cause it's not working. And I get it. Uh, and a large part of bringing him in to be the producer was probably the same thought process behind having Jim Ross there. Yeah. It, it, helps to have that name attached because it's a proven success. They can consult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They no, don't you, need. Yeah. I, you're totally right. However, ego run amok in every aspect of this business. Uh, There'll never be another Jim Ross. Thank oh. Christ. But yeah, FTR legitimately like bled their shit out. Like just cut themselves good. I loved it because War Games has to have that shit. You can, it's like Hell in a Cell without blood. It doesn't make sense. I will say you can't my do it. It's, I, will, I will say my least valuable player for that was Sean Spears. Yeah, no. he didn't do anything wrong. He was just just he he did a couple <laughs> he did a couple chair shots and like what we have like we had FCR bleeding both of them Jericho bleeding MJF bleeding Guevara bleeding yep. uh, Pride and Powerful I think somewhat. And, like, he's wearing all white, and he comes out clean. You know, the problem with Sean Spears is, is not really a problem. He is a exceptionally competent pro wrestler. He does everything right. He's smooth as silk. He's just bland. That's the only problem. He's a he great wrestler. He's just bland. Brad Armstrong. That's, you know, that's, that's an apt comparison, Yes. Uh, fantastic worker all the way around. There's just nothing to hang your hat on at the end of the night. Uh, he's the perfect fourth for a for a stable they have because he's he can hold up his end in the ring and he can take the pin yep. when you need to lose. Uh, it's just that he doesn't compare to the other three in the group. It happens. I just, I'm always torn on blood, right? Because I agree with you. Like a match like War Games has to have it. But I also hate blading. I hate it with an absolute passion. So the only other option is to hard way. And I don't also want to see these guys just like bash their fucking head into a steel cage. See, I have that's no- not good either. So like I'm super torn when these matches happen. So I have to just like I have to fight just like suspending disbelief because otherwise I just feel bad either way they bleed. Makes sense. Some, yeah, I mean, oh. some, some people, yeah, yeah, it's perfectly normal to have the issue with that. I don't have the issue with it. Um, blading is far preferable to hard way because um, it's just a relative, before they do it themselves, and that's a relatively I'm not going to do Jack do it, but you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a relatively safe alternative to the old way, which was, okay, man, uh, telling Harley Race just to punch mm-hmm. you in your eyebrow until you're busted open. Or, you know, Brock Lesnar elbowing yeah. you in the head. Nah, that, that's cool. I'll take the little tiny blade and just go like this. <laughs> uh, take a couple ibuprofen an hour before the match, and I'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, no, I, uh, these kind of matches, to me, have to have blood. I think Dax had the cool way of being, he bladed, however, you didn't see it because what they did was Sammy threw him into like a guard, like a part of the cage. And he like, he hit his head on the cage and that's how he became busted. I'm like, okay, 
That was a cool way to hide the blade job. Yeah, because he's talented at what he does. Yeah, and, t- and unless unless you're like Jericho, who thirty years in this thing. Hey. Yeah, hi, <laughs> look what I have. Look right what I here. have. And how does he get? How does he get busted open? Uh, a, a ring shot. Yeah, I. So I, uh, I have a question for you two gentlemen. Because mm-hmm. my wrestling Twitter feed is almost non-existent. Um, I know how we all feel about Jericho. How does the average, not even average, the hardcore AEW, not a WWE fan feel about Chris Jericho at this point in time? Do they still like him? I yes. think he's doing great? Yep. Some. Is that turning at all? It is. It's slowly turning. Mostly it's the really smart fans like me who's who consume all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We've already turned on Jericho for a lot of the things I just showed you. Um, but the fan base itself, yeah, it's slowly. It's slowly turning. Um, but it's got a long ways to go. Uh, he, my, he has a lot of goodwill. <laughs> That's one, of, one of my uh, funny tweets I saw after this match was, I think, Mark Madden saying this was the best one ever. Okay. Gonna and, disagree with that, but and then like. Conrad <laughs> Conrad Thompson's like, "What the hell, are you smoking?" Yeah, um, it was great until Jericho got in and then took an immediate left turn and never got back on track. They didn't need to do the stupid shit at the top. It this whole the whole night was a little bizarre. Because I agree. You, you don't want the hills. You don't want the hills to win war games. Yeah, usually, you could have come up with a different way. Yeah. You had Tully at ringside. He could have slipped the goddamn ring to MJF through the grating, and he punches Jericho and pins him. Right. There you go. It's not, again, fucking Attitude Era has taught everyone they have to go above and beyond and think of some immaculate fucking crazy thing. Like, no, the the ring shot by Tully fucking him would have worked. You don't have to open up the goddamn cage, climb up to the top, have a banana goo-goo spot for five minutes and then fucking jump onto a really large crash pad. You don't need to do it. Uh, the whole night was weird because the first hour... Fuck you, Foley, for flying through that goddamn table. Um, Fuck you, take it for not doing any bumps. Yeah, that too. Uh, the first hour of AEW <laughs> Blood and Guts was taped. Well, I guess not taking bumps. He was doing bumps. And uh, because of the fact that since they're outside that they had to... Uh, Put the cage down. It's not like they can just hold the cage above. It's outside. But yeah. <laughs> How's uh, that going to work? Well, the fans didn't know it was being taped. So when they showed up, they were like, hey, congrats. You get to watch the first hour on the Tron. You know. And, and they got re- they got refunded. Oh, I think what? Two? Five. Five people five asked people, for refunds. Five people demanded refunds. They gave it to them. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have cared. You, you went there for that fucking match. Mm-hmm. They have a giant Tron. I went for Cody and QT. No. (laughs) So you're the one. Uh, To me, it's not that big of a deal. It's a logistics. I could just look up and go, oh, yeah, open air stadium. It's not like they can just fucking levitate the cage there until it's time. Two cranes. And that's a huge, that was a huge fucking cage. I liked it. It looked great. Yeah. It was taller than the WCW one, so, you know, no Sid Brian Pillman incidents. Um, It was a great looking cage. Having said that, that motherfucker would take an hour to put up easy. So my only counter to all of that, well, I agree, is uh, just have that match just in the in the other arena. So maybe, have two have two rings. Maybe up. maybe sh- try to find a way to just do the Jacksonville Arena as your blood and guts, uh, but have all the other matches there too. Like have a special what? event. Instead of doing it at the Daly's place, they do the whole show in the in the, in the Jaguars in the Jaguars stadium. in the football stadium. I mean, they could have um, just to make it, just I, to make it more special. I would say I'm just saying know? I didn't have a problem with it. Big I didn't, but <laughs> it's just weird. You know what I mean? Like, like even if I had gone there live, I'd have been like, okay, I get it. That fucking thing's huge. All right, yeah. let's just watch the damn thing on the fucking screen. We came here for war games anyway. I didn't come here. To fucking watch QT Marshall wrestle. Big deal. The Even joke, QT Marshall didn't come to watch QT Marshall. The, the joke <laughs> of that was the fact that Cody got busted open legitimately. And everyone's like, well, look at Cody getting busted open even though he's not in Blood and Guts match. But he got legitimate. Because I think what uh, QT busted like a, a wound open. It was from, an elbow yeah. to the eyebrow. 
Um, Hard way. That'll do it. (laughs) So we're getting off of Blood and Guts. Uh, Double or Nothing is at the end of the month, and it's going to be a full Daily's Place. Yep. Was it like 6,000, you said? Something like that? 55. 55. They did a full capacity for a Machine Gun Kelly concert, and... There were no issues, no COVID issues, no... Just the fact you had to watch Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not what I would have chosen you to do. I would rather have COVID, to be honest. But. but after the news came back that there were no incidents and everything ran smoothly, then he was like, well... So, well, because... Uh, so UFC had that show in, in Jacksonville on April, April 24th, and they yeah. didn't. They haven't really had any cases pop up from that. Yeah. Canelo just fought in front of 73,000 people. Too early we'll to see what the fall is on that one, but... I, I suspect it'll expect be not much. Yeah, you know they've announced their touring starting July. Mm-hmm. Miami, uh, Texas, <laughs> Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, they're know. staying like in like <laughs> Texas, Miami. Yeah, it's a uh, Miami. Yeah. The places you can go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's what's the th- second one? Austin. Uh, yeah, I know Dallas is a third one. It's Miami uh, something. Houston? It's not Houston. It's something west. I think. Uh, That's why I was like Houston had has had all those events. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's going to San be San Antonio. One. No, it wasn't one of the big three. Uh, the Welcome Back Tour will be in Cedar Park, Texas. That's Dallas. Garland, Texas. Garland. Garland. Yeah. And Miami. Yeah. Should be the Double Cross Ranch. What? Fine forever. He's got COVID, so. What? Must have got it from his horse. What? Terry Funk has COVID. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. His horse takes steroids? I hope. Hope he's okay. I mean, joking aside, he's like yeah. 76, so. Uh, uh, Ricky Starks has a uh, fractured neck. It's <laughs> the opposite of good. Yeah. Uh, during his match with Hangman Page, I think I know the spot, but I don't know for sure. It wasn't said, but he took a pretty nasty bump on a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh, landed a little high and tight, as it were. Yeah, they finished um, the match. Really? Yeah, no, they finished. Yeah, he finished. Yeah, it, it, you wouldn't have known at the time he was injured. I mean, he he popped right back up and kept the match going. Um. Probably, like so if, probably some probably discomfort kept, later, and then like yeah. they checked out, like, oh yeah, keep a broken neck. Got probably like turn, like, probably turned, probably turned, and like popped his neck or something. Like, Ooh, that didn't feel good. Uh, also, coming up on this upcoming AEW, Eugene Nagata versus John Moxley for the New Japan US title. That's about time Eugene Nagata back on TNT. Corey. What? Does Nagata take it home? No. Damn. <laughs> uh, Nagata last appeared on TNT on Monday Night Road, July 20th, 1998. Would you go back to the Monday Night War Stories and li- listen to what we and, thought of that? And uh, makes his return in 2021. What if Nick Gage shows up? That'd be awesome. That'd be sick. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, a, what a month for that guy. So a guy. Uh, told a story. He went to uh, an autograph signing like two years ago when New Japan was in L.A. Mm-hmm. The, and Yuji Nagata was there. And he's like, hey, man, I, I used to watch you on uh, Monday Nitro. He's like, oh, yeah, Sonny Ono manager. <laughs> With all the enthusiasm of a dead corpse. Another satisfied WCW wrestler. Jesus. Amazing. So that's going to be ex- Exciting to watch. I know they just did a little tag team match in uh, the New Japan, Do- uh, LA New Japan this past weekend. I've heard that show is really good. Yeah. Um, I just don't have time. You got no or time. aspect to it. I don't have access to it either. Yeah. So um, so let's Jesus. switch gears to WWE. Ugh. First, let's get the O's out of the way. Eva Marie's back. I'm sure glad they had to get rid of in-ring competitors like the Iconics and Mickey James so that Eva Marie can do nothing. Exactly. All her promos now are a really bad version, rip-off of, an, of the 2000s Carl Jr. Com- oh, commercials. Damn it. Hot chick in front of a car, man. That's what sex oh, sells, baby. Oh, my God. You guys excited? She's no. pink. No. It's not all red. It's the no. evolution now, a.k.a. what they were going to try and do with uh, Emma. Emma. No, not excited in the least. I couldn't give a fuck less about Eva Marie. She I'm got, sure, <sighs> like, famous by disobeying a direct order. Okay, okay. What, whatever. And also having her tampon out during a match. Oh, yeah, that too. The tampon string. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I know. I'll judge on that. 
Uh, so we have that going on. So that's not exciting at one down bit. We had a retro SmackDown this past Friday. So we everyone thought, we? okay. No, well, we everybody didn't. was like, let's Joe, see what I wanted gonna... to get fisted. Oh, I want to get fisted so hard. Oh, they fisted us. Oh, they did. All right. Imaginary, though. No, it felt real to me. <laughs> so they're going to do a... real to me, David. So they've, been, they, they've been fisting us a lot lately, Joe. Yes, they have. So they, they're, we're going to do a retro SmackDown. So they pro, they did the... They did, like, a retro SmackDown intro music. Like, the old, like, I think... No, that was the primetime wrestling theme song. No, on Twitter, okay. they posted the retro... Uh, not the one we're watching on the Midweek War Stories... But the light, light, when Rey Mysterio goes to yeah. that one. So they did that song with the current. I'm like, oh, shit, we're doing a retro SmackDown. <laughs> no, they did like the 1980s version of a retro. It was basically a retro primetime wrestling. Yeah. The, the match graphics with the blue lines, mm-hmm. primetime wrestling. The music they played at the beginning was primetime wrestling's music. So instead of doing a primetime SmackDown, they just called it a retro SmackDown. And everyone thought, okay, we'll get the fist. Well, the fist was imaginary by graphic design. To be honest, I'm surprised they put that fucking image up either. They yeah, just but. need they just need to go all the way, guys, and do a beach brawl. Why not? It'll be imaginary. The sand will be fake. Uh, Pat McAfee. Digitized sand. Pat McAfee dressed up as Vince McMahon. And Michael Cole dressed up like himself from 1999. Which and has nothing to do with the 80s. Nope. That the rest of the show was based off of. At all. Although I did love the fact that the referees wore the blue SmackDown yeah. ref shirts from like 2004, 2005. Yeah. But so, that's literally so it. So it's that weird thing that you had the refs, you had the fake promo on Twitter for mid 2000s SmackDown. Then you had you had Cole in his 99 gear. Then you had Mac be dressed up like Vince from the 80s. Although, to be fair, you had Michael Cole looking like Michael Cole's dad yep. dressed up like 1999 Michael Cole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the return of Jimmy Uso. First. And the return of, you know what's the Mac Militant. Holla holla. Coming to get it on. Oh shit, take her back, Peter Match. He said, he I, told Sami Zayn he was going one-on-one with The Undertaker. And then he found out he was retired. Sami Zayn's like, he's retired. Then you're in a, then you're in a 10-man tag, player. That yeah. checks out. So he totally makes that 10-man tag. That checks out. Um, God damn it. So what do you think they're going to do with Jay, uh, with Jimmy? I he's first saying he's not joining. Well, he's not driving anywhere. <laughs> I know what they're doing with him. At least the plan is of now. What's that? Uh, there, it's a it's going to be a long drawn out storyline. <laughs> but uh, G- gasp! <laughs> That'd be my luck. <laughs> so like, it's a long drawn out storyline that's going to play over uh, time. But eventually, he's going to go with them, and they're supposed to win the tag titles. And be like a dominant faction. Might take a little while to get there. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. The I'm, first time they did it was fantastic. Yeah, right? Now um, now it's just going to be brother and brother hate. The reason SmackDown's so good is because of this storyline. It's because the only people who have any say at all in this storyline are Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns. Everyone else can go pound You know sand. what's weird? You know what's weird? Is a good storyline is when it's limited people. Yeah. And... and it involves the talent in the storyline instead of here's your uh, cue card. This is what you'll be saying tonight. Memorize your lines. Thank well, you. Theoretically, the the person in the storyline is going to have the best feel for it. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, because that was in front of a live crowd, which they haven't had in forever. So, I mean, it's up in the air right now. Which, but, by the way, Jody is n- in no rush, I guess, to uh, shouldn't be get Play, the crowd back. Smart. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the I I I know the end game will be the Usos retain re- returning as a team. Just let it, you know, Ooh. let that slow con happen again. Make it happen. Um, like a nice episode of Leverage. We did get a uh, a match for <laughs> bigger fan of Las Vegas. Josh Dumel <laughs> didn't get it. Didn't I didn't mind it. it. I didn't mind it until like a little James Con. Uh, didn't Con leave? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Nikki Cox. I think she left. She did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have uh, the retro SmackDown. Then we find out that one Daniel Bryan uh, is now in the uh, alumni section of the uh, Dotery.com as they don't know what they're doing with him for his final couple weeks. 
However, a couple of weeks. Oh, no, no, I apologize. <laughs> His contract has expired as now they're trying to throw the whole bank at him, backing up all the trucks to save him, from, uh, keep him. I don't understand why. Nope. They don't value him. Nope. They don't use him for shit. Um, he was just used to put other people over. Mm-hmm. They literally have no plans for him. They just don't want him to go to AEW. Yep. So they're willing to pay more money for him than they would ever pay normally just to keep him off somebody else's TV. Stupid. Probably to just so they can sign him to a contract and then cut his pay in like a year. <laughs> Where have I heard that happen? Weird, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they think he's going to resign. From Word from within the company is they are not worried at all. In fact, they're almost smug about it. Everything I see online is just points to him coming back and going to Raw or NXT. Uh, yeah, I hope he doesn't. I think he will. At the end of the day, he's got uh, children. He's already a multimillionaire, but he's got children. And the part that everybody seems to be no selling, but that I think is significant, is that his wife is heavily... Involved with the company because of the total Bella shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, I would be, I would be surprised if she's not pressuring him to stay right where he is, resign. When he can have, when he can have family dinners with Johnny Ace. Yeah, that way um, you sold me. Plus, it'll get her more money because his contract would be bigger there, probably. But I, I hope he just. Does whatever the fuck he wants. As we talked about, work uh, here, work there. As we whatever. talked about off air during the boxing again, it'd be cool if, if either him or Joe shows up on double or nothing at the end of the month. I really want him to because that's the one that would mean more to. Dewey. Yeah, I think Joe is more likely. He's more likely. We, I think. I think less of the conclusion we came up with it. But I would prefer Joe him. would be likely, but Daniel would be the because I'll be. I'll oh be honest. shit. I'll be honest. I want WWE pissed. Yeah. I want them to have egg on their face, and I want them to be kind of on the defensive because they've had it too fucking easy for too long, and because they've had it too easy for too long, the fucking business is in the shitter. Just because they're making billions upon billions, ratings are shit, fan appreciation is shit, nobody wants to go. Thank God there's a <laughs> pandemic. Can you imagine the crowds at this point for WWE shows? I was going to bring that up about when WWE and AEW can get go on tour again, which we find out, you know, in July for AEW, that they're going to have packed crowds. My mind has changed on that WWE part of having packed crowds. They might for the first week, but then they'll get a bump at the beginning just because it's nice to be out again. Yeah, but then it'll be, <laughs> but then they'll fucking they have to sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, this fucking sucks. So an idea they have, by the way, for that is there's rumors going around that MSG might be the location for the next SummerSlam. First one since uh, Highway to Hell. So I had, that was my thought uh, before they got permission to do WrestleMania in the stadium, was to put it in MSG. So even if you didn't have a crowd, you would have a WrestleMania in MSG, which they haven't had since 20. You, I would think cool, but I know more stuff um, about this MSG thing, and it's not really has anything to do with live crowd and going back to MSG. It's to block New Japan's mm-hmm. new Madison Square Garden date. That's all it is. No. Last year they lucked out because the pandemic hit and they couldn't do it, but they still have a hold on a future date, normally in August. And in case they wanted to come over here and do live, McMahon's trying to just, oh, look, we're doing it. That's all it is. They've already said that their New York uh, arena of choice now is Barclays. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy, too? But I was thinking about that. Maybe 10 people on their main roster would care if it was an MSG. Like... The, the the younger generation, I don't think it has the same reverence for them. It doesn't because... So I just like... 
They hardly do shit there. There is no point. It doesn't mean Staples Center probably has that for sure for the younger generation because SummerSlam was there what ten years or something like that. Well, it's not even like I, I don't know. I just I always feel like because MSG was such a big thing for like just basketball and fights in general, and then wrestling that it's not like it hasn't been that in thirty years. Yeah, no, it's a it's a the it's biggest a, fights in combat go to Barclays. They don't like. In Staples Center, right? they don't go to MSG. Triple H and Taker and Sean, that's the last generation where mm-hmm. MSG meant MSG. And they're all done. This new I don't generation. think it's a bad thing. They just, it's just a different generation. No, it's just, a, it's just another It's how, arena. like, uh, even going back 20 years, the Cow Palace didn't mean shit to the people in the 90s. They didn't give a fuck about the Cow yeah, Palace. It was, a, it was a historic arena in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the 90s, it meant nothing. It's just it, generations pass and things mm-hmm. change. Um, so yeah, this is literally just to keep new, which by the way, New Japan wouldn't come over this year. No, it's, it wasn't a shot in hell. Well, they're shutting they down right now do anyway. fucking shows yeah. <laughs> at all, anywhere. I think, I honestly think there might be like two people on the roster who would think it'd be cool to work at MSG for a big show. Well, he's in WWE. No, maybe. Who? Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see where Kevin Owens... I don't think Zayn would give Net, a shit anymore, but... He doesn't, but he's Owens. So, he's Owens, so out. But so. Owens, I, yeah, Owens is a, is a fan of the business. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. mean something to him to do it beyond... To have one match. Yeah. To be on pay-per-view in MSG. Because they've done house shows, I guess. Yeah, they've done house shows. But, but for that pay-per-view shot, yeah. But to do a pay-per-view in front of a crowd in MSG would mean something to him. Yeah. Uh, as we just said, uh, New Japan shutting down. <laughs> As uh, uh, once the, again, the country, the country is <laughs> shutting down. Uh, so those, those those Olympics guys in, in it's July, not happening. Not not looking great. Let's just call it a loss. Two months away, two months, call, and they're still saying Olympics. Call it a loss. Take a mulligan. Yep. Come back in twenty thirty two. I I wish I wish, and I know it will happen one day. I can't wait to read textbooks from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two. Hey, what do you guys do then? Depends on who's writing them. Exactly. I Jack mean, Shit. This country is famous for whitewashing their historical books for Schedule. We had the best two years of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Hair was down, wind was fucking blowing. Yeah, I. Uh, Remember World War II? Mm hmm. Hitler ran across Europe. United States went over and uh, stuck our finger out at him and Hell he gave yeah. up and killed himself. And That's right, just, America. You know, uh, brought the Nazis over here. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I gotta, f- that sucks for all those guys, man. Because it's not like that he could, they could even come over here and work where there's work. No, they're just, they're not allowed to leave. They're stranded. They are fucked royally. It's all Jeff's fault, really, when you think about it. I mean, I knew sending him over there would be dangerous. Thanks, Jeff. I mean, all the work you did, Corey, but to I get th- him in. I, you have no idea. And just... But I thought How the many end meetings you have with Minoru Suzuki a lot, and, and just you know, and eventually I grew to enjoy the ass meetings, you know. But we got past the Sherry's thing, took a lot, it got did. past it, and just man, so many pies were destroyed that day. <laughs> I knew that him going over there might create some issues. I did not foresee a worldwide pandemic. So Jeff started. So Jeff Mac, yes, started well, COVID. I'm just saying, he did. He did. We yeah. had no COVID. We had, he goes to Japan. Um, we have was, COVID. There yeah. was no mysterious bat that somebody ate. And Jeff had a couple too many 7-Eleven burritos. And Sucked <laughs> up to him through his little pipe. And shit just went off the rails. Did he shit in that pipe? And then <coughs> and the t- his little tubey? Well, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to that. To, question. To the best of your recollection, <laughs> what did he do? To the best of my recollection, brother, he may have shat down the pole, and then I became world champion. I don't know. So Jeff Max started COVID. So Got when it. When are they targeting restarting? Or do they even have a target? They don't even have it. They're just like, when we find out more about how the country's going, yeah. then I guess we'll figure out how so we're what, going. So what shows are they shut? I know there's a kind they, of, they tried two important ones. The two stadium shows were this month in the, well, one was the Tokyo Dome, but the other was one of the baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the town it was in. Um, those are shut down. And then all other shows are shut down, too, like the Row 2 shows and the Kirk and Hall shows. And Jesus. Theoretically, they're just back to not doing anything until we hear more, which sucks. 
I know some other Japanese companies were doing empty arena shows still, but New Japan for the moment has just quit completely. Like, you know, we'll just wait and see what's going on, and yeah. then we'll work from there. Um, yeah. Except uh, for Yuji Nagata. Get your ass to America. <laughs> for one match. For two. <laughs> Quarantine for four total weeks to have two matches. No, you know what he's going to do? He's get, they're going to Tony Khan is a caring guy, sometimes too caring. Yeah. He's going to make it worth his while. He's going to have him work like eight dark matches. Yep, 100%. <laughs> and pay him for every fucking one of them too. And stretch that shit over yep. two months. Yeah. So that he so that good old UG gets a, a decent payday out of this fucking for month visiting. long quarantine. Yeah. <sighs> Yo if fucking Early July, we'll be seeing Yuji Nagata taking on fucking uh, <laughs> El Fuego on Dark <laughs> Elevation. <laughs> and he's going to sell the Tornado oh, DDT. Yeah, yeah, he'll totally sell it, then do him, give him the armbar. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I can't wait for that match to happen. <laughs> um, also, what we can't wait for is uh, the Dark Side of the Ring just started last week, and it was a two-hour special about Brian Pillman. Yeah, it was great. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was great. I think it's maybe... This hyperbole. It's maybe the best episode they've done. Not for the story itself, but just for how they did it. And the fact that unlike other episodes, every single talking head in this episode is someone who was actually involved in the fucking thing. So no. So full disclosure, I did not watch it. I forgot to watch it. Yeah. Uh, who were some of the talking heads? Who do we have? Uh, well, his ex-wife Melanie Pillman, well. who uh, Meth has been very, very mean to. Yeah. His sister Linda, who came off as the fucking rock star. Yep. Who now has her own shirt off so, at Pro Wrestling Tees. Linda F and Pillman with his logo underneath her face. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. His two daughters Danielle or Danny and Brittany. Yep. Um. And then Steve Austin. Uh, Cornette. Cornette, who had a big big part in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, his, I can't remember the guy's name, but his... Something Wood. Tim Wood. Tim Wood, his, yeah. uh, Or Ken Wood. One of the Ken, two. It's Ken. Ken Wood. His uh, training like coach. Strength and conditioning and coach. And gotcha. at, with who, the he kept, who he kept uh, up with and who helped him with business decisions through wrestling, too. With one of the best lines ever. <sighs> what is your personal opinion of Vince McMahon? What do you do with a whore? You fuck him. Well, there's that. He's like, I have no opinion of Vince McMahon. He's I, nothing to me. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good episode. It was um, really good. And I like the fact that it ended. It didn't end when he died. It ended. They ended up telling the story of how the family was affected afterwards. Mm-hmm. And how they were splintered. And she was a drunken, worthless mom. Good. Who remarried. And an abusive fucking dude would beat the shit out of Brian. And. Uh, but then Brian, you know, he Junior forgave the mom and is trying to make better amends. And the family, the 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 sister Linda, mm-hmm. made sure that the kids all stayed together at some point to see each other. And there's like, so I mean, it was it was a feel good ending as much as you could. Um, but it was it was really good. Um, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, like we, you said. I was like, are they going to interview the widow? And then they do, and then like, they show a photo of her from like. The early, like mid eighties, late eighties, early nineties. It was the early nineties when she was a penthouse uh, pet. <laughs> so they'd show model photo of her, and then like a family photo, and then they showed her, and you're like, "Holy Nike!" Like, Whoa, meth is a hell of a thing. Yeah, go recommend it. Uh, but yeah, uh, the his sister and Pillman Junior were like the. They were the best ones on The there. best parts of after, like, yeah. the end of, you know, people. A lot of I'm rooting for Pillman Jr. now. Uh, the sister getting a sweet shirt. He definitely benefited the most, <laughs> Brian Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there's a lot of attention now on him. That, that's going to help him out. Um, plus, but, it helps that as soon as he got to AEW and started working more, he became a lot better. Hmm. Uh, as he's As someone who's been watching him for three years, he's young. Yeah, I mean, he's he twenty seven now. Or something, yeah, well, I think. yeah, I'm I'm just talking in, in yeah, the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're talking like three years of pro. Um, he's improved leaps and bounds since mm. going to AEW, becoming a more well rounded wrestler. 
it, it was cool, you know. You, they showed the footage of stuff of WWE, WF. But it was cool that they actually used AEW just so to show some of Pillman Jr. Yeah. stuff. Next um, week will be interesting. Nick Gage. Nick fucking Gage. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. David Arquette is a talking head on that one, of course. John Moxley is talking head on that one. Oof. Infamous match they had. Oof. It was good. You know, it's one of those things that, once again, the shows are, every episode's really good. Just super depressing, but really good. I, I told him outside. I'll tell you on air. I went to Vice on the YouTube. Yeah. Because I wanted to rewatch a couple Dark Side of the Rings over the last couple of days. After the Pillman one, I rewatched the Snooka and the New Jack. And they had the first episode of Dark Side of Football on there. So I watched it. You don't need to watch it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's not bad. But if you're going to compare it to Dark Side of the Ring... It's not good. Has nothing. It has nothing. It's it was it's all about Ocho Cinco, and it was okay. No. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as good as the worst episode of Dark Side. How of the like, it's one of those things of how Dark Side of the Football is it with Ocho Cinco? Let me guess. He didn't get paid enough. He got fined a shit ton because well, no, he I mean, would, his his childhood was rough. Yeah, um, he wasn't ever supposed to make it to the NFL. He had to bust his ass to get. Through college, uh, and then of course how his career ended was you know less than sterling, with the whole beating a woman thing and yeah. the dolphins cutting your ass, you know. But uh, it, uh yeah, don't I, waste your time. Okay, no, okay. I, believe it or not, I'd, I'd rather watch any NFL films or NFL Network um, special. Yeah, it's uh, the day before the day of the pill the. Dark side. I think they do it on I'll probably do it this week too. Yeah, it's Nick but Gage. They did a uh, well, no, like before the Pillman episode, they did like a Dark Side marathon. Yeah, and the ones I got to watch it was once again uh, the last of the Von Erics. That one's depressing as shit. And then Benoit. Jesus, I'm a mark for it though. I have two Von Erich documentaries. Yeah. The rise and fall, the triumphant tragedy of world class championship wrestling, which is a WWE mm-hmm. DVD release, which does an okay job, but it's WWE produced. So, yeah. so you know, there's some revisionist history and some whitewashing. Um, but then also, there was a independent documentary about the whole world class thing and the Funner family. You would think of the one they've ever done where they should have whitewashed, but the Ultimate Warrior, right. and they just. <laughs> Fucking didn't. Nope. At all. <laughs> I can't wait for that dark side of the ring. Oh, I my God. I think that's it's week three. Yeah, it's week three. It's going to be. Jesus. Yeah, I'm week expecting three, nothing, week, but this guy was. Nine a, fucking hours. This guy was a piece of shit. He was homophobic. Yeah. He was racist. He yeah. Was like, week three is Warrior. Week four is uh, Jake Snake. Grizzly Smith. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dark side of the ring, you're. Once again, fucking again, fantastic. Worth it. Yeah. worth it. It's it, worth it. It's depressing, but it's worth it. If you know? this episode is any indication, uh, season three is going to kick ass. Because yeah. this was top notch. It was the third highest rating for them, but behind, I think, Benoit and Owen. That checks out. Yeah, I think those are probably always going to be the, yep. the top dogs. For sure. So, uh, let's go to our favorite part of the show. Mark out, no sell, for WrestleMania <sighs> Backlash. First of all, can I just no sell the name? Yes. Yeah. That's stupid, isn't it? It's called yes, Backlash. It it's called Backlash. I mean, it's worked for twenty years. Hell, they're uh, they're uh, trying to get the rights to Bash of the Beach. So uh, that'd be NXT Summer Bash of the Beach when they do. Uh, well, they've already announced the next one. In your house. In your house, twenty twenty one. Hosted by Todd Pettengill. They've ran out of shit to do, so they're back to doing in your house takeover. Yep. Cool. And once again, it's on a fucking Sunday. Come yep. on. All right, so let's mark out no so for WrestleMania Backlash. This we have a record. <laughs> we have Damian Priest versus The Miz in a lumberjack. No, no so The yeah. Miz is involved. No. Um, a tag team uh, championship for the tag team uh, SmackDown tag team uh, titles. The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode or Roberts. Versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Nah. Well, given what I told you earlier about plans for the Usos, I'm going to guess that Rey and Dominic win this match. 
but no sell. Okay. We got a for the women's SmackDown Championship: Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Oh, I'll mark up for that. That should be good. That should be a perfectly good match. Yes. Okay. Triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship: Your champion Rhea Ripley versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. No, so. Well, that was good for the first two things. Yeah, I'd, I've got Charlotte Flair withdrawal, and she's barely wrestled this year. And then they're pushing her to the moon. You don't uh, say. Yeah. A shit ton now. Yep. Nope. No. No. So just because she's in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a triple threat for the oh WWE Championship: Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Nope. Uh, just like he said previously. Yep. 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 Yeah. Had me with the first two. No sell. Yep. Nope, All nope, right. Nope. And the last one, which I a mar- triple threat. For no. some- yeah. I, I I'm marking out for this one. Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universal Championship. I will mark out for that, yes. Two okay. of my favorite workers. He's our tribal head. He's, so. yeah, he's our, you he's, have to mark out. He's yeah. our tribal chief. He's the head of the table. Yes, I acknowledge. I'm not trying to get fucked up. Yeah. I acknowledge Roman Reigns as my Universal yeah. Champion. Mark out. Can I also just mark out that Seth Rollins is I'm on the pay-per-view? For now. For now. <laughs> There's still time to make that main event trouble threat, sir. Speaking of someone else who I'm just... I'm having Rollins fatigue. Why couldn't he knock up fucking Charlotte and then they both go away? <sighs> That'd be awesome. Oh. Damn you, Andrade. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you, Becky. Uh, and in two weeks on NXT, it will be uh, Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for the title. Me thinks Finn Balor might win this. Seems like a pretty good bet. Because there was a... Carrying cross promo on Raw last night. So there is that. So me's using deductive reasoning and thinks that Balor's a three-time champ. Hmm. Well, that's exciting. Well, I, I saw that. I saw that, but wasn't it for just uh, to promote tomorrow or today? No, they said it was a just normal carrying cross. Vignette. God damn it! I don't watch Raw, so you. I I don't either. I follow. <laughs> like, I follow it on Twitter. But there's a lot of people talking about that vignette, so. If it is indeed a vignette for Raw, I foresee Balor winning. Why do you have to blow your load? Uh, For next week, it's Gargano and Bronson Reed in the cage match for the title. North America. This has to be the time where fucking Bronson Reed wins this He has to, yep. And I got to say. Not uh, cut him. (laughs) Right. Uh, one, one, One funny thing on NXT. The battle of Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase has been so fun. They show up to a uh, Grimes shows up to a bar, a club, and he's trying to get in. And he's like, "I got a booth," and they're like, "Sorry, sir, uh, you don't anymore." What? What? I've already paid for it. Well, sorry, sir, we have a new ownership, and a limo shows up, and it's DiBiase. Like, I just bought the club. He's like, "Future vice kid, why buy a booth when you can buy the entire building?" And then he does the million dollar man laugh. Grimes is like, damn you, DiBiase. Then he goes to a jewelry and goes to get a, cla- a watch. There's like a, the a DiBiase uh, ones back in the day. And he's like, how much? And you know what? This looks like a million dollar watch. I'll buy it. And then DiBiase comes by and goes, that's not worth a million. This is a million dollar <laughs> watch. Damn you, DiBiase. <laughs> and the most recent one was uh, at a bidding war for a ha- mansion. And Grimes puts up eight million, and then all of a sudden, like going once, going twice, twenty million. Well, who, who the hell would you? Who, who would buy? And like, he, and the camera pans to DiBiase, and Grimes is too busy picturing out in his head that he forgets to outbid him. <laughs> Damn you, DiBiase! That's the only thing going for the NXT right now. It's a little dry. Yeah, it's. Uh, How good did the Million Dollar Man invest that million dollars? Right? It's a tenfold. Like tenfold. Jesus. He's been the million dollar man for like 30 years now. Like, come on, man. I don't mean those is a lot of you know money. What they but done? You, Jesus. Know they, you know what they should have done? They won't because Vince yeah. is, is one of them. But to make fun of all those billionaires who people are like pissed out for hoarding all the wealth, he should be the billion dollar man by now. 100% he should. Oh, yeah. Give me change, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
No, the DiBiase Grimes skits have been hilarious. Well, I, mean, I hate to say I told you so, but as soon as Cross got the world title, that became boring as fuck. And um, Adam Cole's nowhere to be found on TV. Well, it doesn't help <laughs> that he does a Cross doesn't open like his first promo is a babyface promo. I'll have I'll challenge anybody that wants to come up to me. Okay, Gargano, Dunn, Balor, and uh, O'Reilly all show like I want a match. Oh, you guys got to fight upon yourselves now. Now Dunn's doing his own stuff, doing saying that he's the most dominant person on NXT, and looks like uh, and looks like maybe Gargano might be bait. I don't know. They need to find their way. They need they need to refocus on NXT too because it's just been like, yeah. You know how to do that? Give Finn Balor the belt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't do it. Uh, but hey, at uh, hey, the last one was before good, we so. go, before, at rumor uh, double or nothing, it's going to either be Kenny Omega versus Pac, or maybe probably Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Going off the promo last week, you it's almost think it's Orange Cassidy. Well, because the week before the uh. So a week before Blood and Guts, SCU comes out and cuts a promo about how they're the number one contenders and they, they're going to, when they get their match with the Young Bucks, they're going to win. Well, then the following week at Blood and Guts, they did a fatal four-way. Winner gets a title shot and SCU was in it and they won. But yet, I thought for sure it'd be at the pay-per-view. Nope, it's tomorrow night. Because I assume that the Bucks win and Daniels retires. Yeah. I've always assumed that was how this ended. Yeah, it's tomorrow night. Him. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I just doesn't make sense to me. But then I finally figured it out. It's pretty clear it's going to be the Young Bucks against Moxley and Kingston. Yep. At double or nothing. Which I'm fine with. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I thought, man, Daniels maybe deserves to go out on pay-per-view. I don't know. But whatever. Now just, he, can just, he can become an agent or something in the back. I don't know. I just feel the same way about Pac that I do about Finn Balor. He's fine in the ring. I just... When you have a shot to just elevate somebody younger, just do that. Even if he's going to win. I get... Like, Pac isn't going to bring in any new fans. The like, smart move... I mean, the common sense move is Pac. Because... I mean, it's a better match with it's, Pac. It's a better match. But it... Neither, I, neither one of them are beating Kenny Omega, so it doesn't matter. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd go with Orange Cassidy. There's more upside with Orange yeah, Cassidy. It, it, it solidifies him more because mm-hmm. uh, Jericho did him no favors. Oh. So maybe Omega can. Omega's more giving and than Jericho. And you know Jericho. what? And if he can't, then you don't do it again. And yeah. then you've had your experiment and it didn't work. And that's fine. But if you want to try, then you have to give it an actual effort. I think he's winning. Pog. Uh, against Pog. He's not yeah. beating Omega. But I think he's winning against Pac and gets the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's Cassidy because of that promo. Yeah, and but also I think I think I think Mike's right. Unfortunately, and it's because of WWE they they really killed Neville. Dead. Well, like, it didn't help that Neville was off for like a Pac was off for like a year. Because of his contract. Yeah, yeah. He, then he got froze out because of the contract. And then when AEW... But he also just can't stay healthy either, though. Yeah, and then as soon as AEW got going good and he was gathering some momentum, pandemic happened. Pandemic, yeah. And he's stuck in England for fucking a year. So, I mean, he's... Yeah, he's had some bad luck, but he's also in his 30s by now. And I'm not saying that's old. I'm just saying you have the opportunity to maybe see if... And I mean, Orange Cassidy isn't exactly a spring chicken, but name wise, he's younger. You can do sense? more business wise with Orange Cassidy than you can with Bach. I mean, I'm not suggesting he win the title. No, God, uh, no. Christ, no, he should win the title. No, but, you know, have him in the shot. I think Miro beats Darby tomorrow to win the TNT title. Tar- Darby got chucked down some stairs last week. Yeah. You think he's going to win? No, I just said oh, Miro no, was going to yeah? win. Oh, that's what I meant. I had Miro, Miro win in before that, even. I just think they. They're pushing Miro pretty damn tough, and I just think it's time. We'll see. Go a different way. Maybe. We'll see. Darby Allen, however, and this is like all the haters don't want to admit it, but if uh, but the, for the people who still look at the ratings breakdowns and all that, Darby Allen is a ratings draw. All of his matches, mm-hmm. especially with females, mm-hmm. the viewership goes way up. If you uh, continue to build the way you are with these two, 
Not for a main title, but you could have one hell of a fucking feud with Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. Yeah. You absolutely that can. will absolutely capture a young audience. And, and then a female audience. A and, young female audience. And do you know where the money is with Orange Cassidy? A heel. Mm-hmm. Where a he fucking heel. doesn't do that shit. No, or even where he still does a little bit, but he's the mastermind and people are doing his dirty work for him. And he's still fucking lazy. And he still doesn't I just think it's interesting that it'd be the only time in the history of wrestling where him being a heel means he just does work rate. Yeah, right? He doesn't do the pocket shit. He just wrestles. He's just vicious and wrestles. Like, and he does the... St- and then like, he doesn't do it, and the fans boo him. That's like, an interesting take, too. Like, either way, I think... All the time ever where you just do more and you're a heel. <laughs> I think I think in the long run, the money is as a heel. be fantastic. I think it's... That would be very intriguing. Because Darby I, Allen is a wonderful face for yeah, that. He's got oh. a face I, I'm just intrigued. I'm in, really intrigued by Miro and Allen because... You can see at the pushing Miro. Yeah. But then also you have Ethan Page and Darby Allen feud going on right now, which that doesn't need to be involved the title. Yeah, I was going to say that. And plus, I think it'll end up being those two, Sting and Darby against them t- Sky yeah. and Page at probably at this pay-per-view. But um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it looks like it's like Page wants the title, but also like the feud doesn't need to have the title. Yeah. So it's either or. Um, but yeah, I... And I, you know, and I think... They dropped the ball with Miro when he first got there. Going um, to be a best man huge. in well, video it, games? To me, yeah, it was more about the video games and the pink Mickey Mouse shirt. Uh, like, like, I can't remember which one of you. It was probably Joe. Uh, but one of you said, uh, maybe maybe giving the wrestlers too much creative control is a bad thing sometimes. That was me. Because yeah, <laughs> if, if Miro thought, hey, yeah, this is going to work for me. Now you need to go back to being that Bulgarian brute. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. look what's happened lately. He's <laughs> gone back to being that fucking badass, and the crowd's getting into him. He's getting a push. Look, bro, this is just this is gonna work what for you, you are, okay? Man. Be Rusev. You're, you're a Bulgarian Samoa Joe. Just do yeah. that. Yeah. And I can see him getting the, a run with the belt. I think it's, and it's always nice to freshen it up. I know they say there's no heels or baby faces. Blah blah blah. But a heel champ for the baby right. face guys to go after would work. Yeah. As long as it's not just Cody getting the belt back. <laughs> well, well, there's that. You know. Um. One funny thing I, I want to bring up, uh, Mr. Bull, you uh, had us watch the Canelo boxing fight. Yep. And we started off once again with chaos <laughs> when Corey's involved watching these shows as a boxer gets hit in the shoulder and skimmed in the back of the head. I'm not even sure he got hit in the shoulder. Barely. Barely. And he the, walks the away. Flare bump. He walks away and flare bumps himself into the top rope and then says he can't feel his left arm. Thank and then you. wind enough to finally get the match called. Uh, so he wanted to win by DQ, and the ref was like, nah. We'll just go to the scorecards. And he lost at every scorecard because it wasn't close, and he was being beaten anyways. Uh, My favorite part is yeah. in the corner after, he's like, he did that like 10 times during the fight. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know that he that's did. That's not that I saw, okay. but I'll admit, I'm a novice boxing watcher. <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know all the techniques. But that just looked like a straight up bitch pussy move to me. 100%. This all is right. the same guy who uh, about four years ago was introduced, waiting in the ring for his opponent to get in there. His opponent got introduced. Ref called him to the center, gave him instructions, sent him back to the corner. Bell rang. He left the ring and because and, he didn't want to fight. <laughs> How does this guy keep getting work? Uh, yes. Okay. Because boxing. Enough said. So that was a fun uh, moment to be start the I'm, pay-per-view event after the UFC event we just watched. Hey, his leg was still intact. Yeah. I'm quickly learning that the boxing business is as fucked as the wrestling business. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Somehow more corrupt. Yeah. I thought there was no way it could reach the wrestling levels. but No, nah, uh, nah. it did. So that was a fun back-to-back kind of non non-wrestling pay-per-view to witness chaos happen to start. Overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I, the fourth match, the one before the main, yep. that's the one I enjoyed the most. Yep. The two small guys just yeah. throwing haymakers. Edwin Soto, look him up, folks. He is a fucking killer. So. Yep. 
Well, so it's been fun. Uh, then we have Backlash WrestleMania this week. Cool. Um, so uh, looking forward to AEW tomorrow night. So that should be fun, or tonight, depending on what you when you listen, or last week. It's up to you when you listen to the show. You know where you can listen to the show at nosoentertainment.com. That's right. No. You can listen at these nuts. If uh, you couldn't listen to us live, you can go to. NoSellingTable.com. You can also go to any of our social media websites to find all of our podcasts. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever (laughs) you listen to your podcasts.